0: It's good to get you back on the show, man. It's been a long, long time. I think we spoke last time when you were about to take on Marcine for that's ACB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so how, how, how everything has changed since then, you know. It hasn't been that long. Um, yeah. And you've already had two fights in the UFC. This is your third one coming up. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to ask about hashtag dad army. You're a corporal. I would figure that you would be a captain. What's going on with that?
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not overly knowledgeable on my ranks, but uh, <laughs> no, look we, we, all, uh, we all follow under suit under Dan. Kelly, Dan Kelly's our, our head of command, so uh, we all follow suit under him.
0: Now with Dan, you know he's, he's fought in the UFC. He's, he's a legend in Australia. Having someone like that in your corner and, and kind of giving you knowledge and giving you guidance, you know, how big of effect has that had on you? you know, in your first two fights with the UFC?
1: Uh, look, a ton. Like I've, I've spoken on Dan's influence on me a long time. Uh, even before he was in the UFC, we were we were pretty heavy training partners in a, in a bit of a smaller uh, invite-only sort of group. And uh, his influence not only towards uh, fighting, but competition in general has really changed me. I, I would nowhere near be the level I'm at without his influence. He's extremely hard-nosed and unforgiving, and, and all you're going to get out of him is honesty and and appraisal. But uh, it's what you need. It's the sort of sport that you need that sort of person around you. All
0: right. Well, now let's go back to your last fight, UFC 243. More than 50,000 in Marvel Stadium. You talked about redemption after you got the victory. Could you go into more detail with that and and how that has affected you moving forward?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Look, it was a great it was a great experience being in front of the the largest crowd ever in uh, UFC history, in my hometown. Uh, everything was sensational. Obviously. There was a, the redemption factor in, in regards to uh, to bouncing back after my UFC de- debut, you know what I mean? You can imagine a lot of fighters coming through. We, we worked so hard to get there and to come in there and have that sort of performance in my debut. It was very crushing. And, and we went through a lot of issues after that, bouncing back from a, a fairly hard weight cut. A lot of uh, a lot of illness and all that sort of stuff so coming back from such a low point it was uh, it was amazing to get in there really have to work hard that was the first time in a long time I've, I've had to come back from what I'd say it would be a zero point of, of fitness and conditioning and and get back to a healthy state and then uh, and get in there and, and fight and win against an extremely tough opponent like Maki.
0: That performance against Maki um, do you feel like you performed at the best that you can or do you feel like your body right now going into this fight, your second camp at welterweight uh, is is extremely much better going in?
1: Uh, look, it, it sounds extremely cliche because you hear everyone talk about it, especially mm. this far out from a fight. Uh, it, but it's, it'd be silly not to. You know what I mean? I was, like I said, I was coming back from such a point to just get back into that fitness shape. Now I've bounced straight back off that. I'm rebounding off that. I've definitely settled back into a welterweight frame now. I'm much bigger and stronger and um, and everything's just just cooking over you know what I mean I, as much as I'm a little bit older and I'm continuing to get a little bit older uh, the body's actually holding together a lot better than, than last camp and and I'm being able to push uh, a little bit harder than uh, than I was there so uh, I'm very very uh, uh, keen to show a few of things I, I think I did a, a good performance and got some things done but there was a lot of areas that I was still very sketchy on in that fight with Maki, and and uh, I'm looking to show in this next one
0: going back to that lightweight debut i've heard from other people you know in the around that it was very very difficult probably a lot of people don't know how difficult it was but can you go into you know the lowest point you know leading up to that fight that you got to where it's just like man this is just too hard like you know you had you must have people next to you to push you and help you and and kind of keep you motivated right
1: yeah, look, I was very lucky. I had a great team. Obviously, my, my standard team of, of coaches, Jamie, Dan, and, and Andy. But uh, we we joined forces with uh, Jordan, who's the fight dietitian, and uh, he came on board. And, and having him on board and and his help, that just made the job easy. You know what I mean? As much as it was extremely difficult the dieting for the couple of weeks, and you know, obviously extremely difficult the final weight cut. But having him in control of it all just alleviated a lot of my anxiety. It, it was hard and it was very stressful. I understood that. That it was, um, you know, without the right people around you, it can be a very dangerous situation. But I had the right people around me. So at no stage did I f- ever feel like I was putting myself under the, the wrong sort of duress. I was always going to be under duress and under stress. But I was very confident, especially with jordo in my corner.
0: Now, you know, Ben, I was talking to him earlier and he was telling me that you have a uh, you've been downing the prune juice. You know, like, can you go into that? Like, the, what is what is the prune juice? Why is he saying that?
1: Rune juice. <laughs> ben Soli is a very unique character, my friend, and and uh, I'm sure there's something going on there. He's probably he's probably trying to uh, uh, spark himself up in in my dismay. But now look, we're so stoked the team we've got. We've got such a great team, and and to come from an, an Aussie Rules background where that you know that's team sport and everyone patting each other on the back, and and that that's it's that's the sort of atmosphere it's been leading into this fight. You know, myself, Jake. Jimmy and Ben, and we're all getting ready for the same card. It's it's an amazing experience. Everyone's working really hard and, and pushing each other. I couldn't ask for anything more.
0: You know, a lot of people, they talk about teams in Australia and New Zealand, and, and they kind of brush over the team that you guys have. You guys have a, a big team, a massive team, uh, you know, four guys that are, that are going to fight on this next card coming up. Um, and you got a bunch of guys that are you know grinding it out in the regional scene. You know what is has it is it at an all time high right now with the team?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and what you've got to realize is this is not one particular gym or one particular uh, you know that's just drawn it in. What's drawn this in is we just had open sessions. Dan, Dan and I have been doing the same routine now for you know seven eight years, and people have just now flocked. And what what you find with these sessions is the people that stay are the ones that have success. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard session, you know. We push hard, we spar hard, we grapple hard. Dan's there to really, to very quickly tell you if you're being a slug and and uh, and put a rocket up you. Yeah? So some people don't gravitate towards that. They find it difficult. They find the training too difficult. They find the hard truths too difficult. The people that stay, like that's the ones that have success. Jimmy Jimmy Crude's a great example. Jimmy Crude has known nothing but, you know, these sessions. You know, he, d- he still does his training everywhere else, but he's been doing it before since before he had a pro fight. And now look at him. He's an animal. You know, I mean, he's been forged in the the, the hardest fires he can, and that's why he's having success. Jake Matthews, same thing. That's why he's having success. You know, Ben Solly well, since he came over to these sessions, has um has been on a murderer's row, and he's you know is paying off because we're putting in these hard yards together.
0: Your opponent coming up, Kenan Song. You know, have you gone into the into the war room and studied his film? And and you know, if you have, what 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 do you see against uh what do you see in him that poses any challenges?
1: Oh, look, he's a very he's a very composed striker. That's why I look at him. He's got a beautiful counter right, uh, right straight that he's been able to put a couple of um, couple of strikers down with, but a couple of uh, fighters down with. But I think it's it's again very similar to the last fight. It's a very cut and dry fight. It's a grappler versus striker. He knows what that I want to get hold of him and make him grapple. He wants to keep his distance and punch me in the face, which sadly far too many people have had too much success with, which I've got to uh, I've got to leave a bit. But um, it's a fairly straightforward fight. You know what I mean? What what I look to do is is um, is, is coming there and push base. You know what I mean? I love to do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as quick and I'm not as as fast as a lot of people think that are going to be a bit younger than me, but I can get in there and push some base. So uh, I hope he's in great shape and I hope he's ready for, um, you know, to go 25-minute rounds instead of three because that three is going to feel like 20.
0: I believe he's doing his camp at the UFC PI in Shanghai. I believe so Um And, you know, right now in China, there's some big problems going on with the Wuhan coronavirus and everything's shut down. And, you know, do you feel like do you kind of have any concerns, you know, like not about the virus, but as in like he might have to pull out the fight, you know, I mean, like because this is going on and you don't know what can happen.
1: Yeah, my my, uh, my partner's actually been a bit more over that than uh, than I have. She keeps sending me the the updates of what's going on, and, you know, how they cancelling flights here and cancelling flights there. It's one of those things where I, I, I can't sit around and worry about it. If, it. if it happens and I have to get an opponent change in the last minute, then then I make that adjustment. But at the moment I'm playing 100% like Keenan's going to be over here and him and I are going to do battle. So until someone else tells me different, that's when I worry about it. You know, I, I, I absolutely hope and wish the best health for not only him but everyone that's over there. It's a horrible situation. And, Illness and all that stuff is never great. So that that's a little bit more of a concern when I think about that stuff, the, the health of himself and everyone else over there. But um, but I, I'm playing like he'll be over here in uh, in Auckland on the on the 22nd, and uh, we'll get to Tassel.
0: Yeah, um, UFC Auckland, it's about a four-month turnaround. How long has this camp been? Has it been longer than normal, or are you just going, you know, it's just a normal camp? You know, I'm not putting too much focus on one particular thing. I'm just working hard.
1: Yeah, we we just work hard year round. That's what's another great thing about our group. I think I took maybe one week off after the Mucky fight and made sure everything was nicely healed up and um, straight back to training. You know what I mean? We've we've kept a pretty relentless pace with the with the four of us being aimed towards that guard for quite a while now. You know, we've been going hard for. For quite a while, all four of us are in sensational shape and and hardened and, and ready to go. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it, as much as, again, we point out that fighting is a solo experience and you get there by yourself. It is. It's got a real team feel about it. We keep talking about instead of talking about how we're going to win our fights, all we keep talking about is going four for four. You know that's that's the big game with Dad's Army. We all want to get in there, and make sure we're all firing, we're all healthy, we're all ready to go, and we're coming out with four wins.
0: So you want to have everybody chanting Dad's Army when they're leaving <laughs> the arena, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Right. a
1: bit of Dad's Army, get behind it. That's a great little hashtag, you know what I mean? Dad's yeah. Army.
0: <laughs> um, you know, your training partners, of course, you have Jake Matthews. He's fighting on the card. He's another welterweight. Who are the other welterweights that you're working with or maybe even middleweights or uh, lightweights?
1: Uh, we we've, look. We've got, like, if you pointed out, we've got a great team. Not only do we have the four guys that are competing in the UFC, but we have some sensational guys on the local scene. Uh, a couple other really good names at the at the same weight class. There's Sea uh, Cars, who's a is a local guy and uh, and and doing really good. He's gonna he's about to burst through the ceiling and uh, and show his sort of stuff. Also, a former combatant of mine named Sam Haywood, sharpshooter. He's uh, he's actually just recently this uh, in the last six months joined our team as well. He's been an amazing partner. So um, both of them have been busting their backsides, getting rounds in for myself and Jakey and Jimmy and Ben and and really putting themselves in line. They're, they're not missing any sessions either. And as you can see, same with like I see with City Kickboxing, that's what makes these teams and, and helps people get to this level. Instead of just being there for yourself and making sure that you're ready for your fight, you're getting there and getting rounds in for the other guys, just like we do. We finish our fight, Some of those guys will be fighting on Hex and AFC and Eternal and all the local shows down in Australia. We'll get back and make sure they're ready for their fights too.
0: When I spoke with you, the first time you were you were saying I need to get out there on the international scene, and and you are on the international scene, but you've been fighting in in Australia. Now you're fighting in New Zealand. Do you yeah. still do you feel like okay after this fight? You know I need to, you know, go stateside. I need to spread my wings, or are you just comfortable fighting in uh in in New Zealand or uh, Australia?
1: Yeah, look, obviously my main focus at the moment is is gaining on in New Zealand. But um, look, I love I love to travel and fight. Like I, I remember expressing to you a while back that, you know, I, I be, a goal of mine is to be able to travel the world fighting. You know what I mean? It's a great part of our sport that we get to go around and see different places and get involved in different places. I, I'm absolutely k- keen on doing that. So, yes, that's, that's absolutely a goal. We'll get past, you know, hopefully get our job done on uh, on UFC Auckland, get a good win, and then uh, and start looking to uh, travel abroad and get some more fights
0: abroad. Yeah, you get a win. That's two in a row. Um, are there any welterweights out there that you want to compete against? There's got to be some guys that that you know tickle your fancy, so to say.
1: Abs- absolutely. Like, I, I wouldn't have, the, I wouldn't uh, be silly enough to name names at the moment. I'm, I'm more like I said, I'm more, but there's there's a larger list of guys that I would love to compete against. That's that's my you know that's my big dream. I'd love to there's some guys that I'd love to stand across the cage. Not because I think I'm gonna. Throw them around, but I just think that's you now that's a fun fight, you know what I mean? I'm, that's a bloke that we can go in there and, and and make some memories with, you know, get in there and, uh, and bleed and sweat and cry and um, and make sure that when I sit back and I'm 60 years old with a beer in the backyard, that I can re watch a fight with that guy and go, Yeah, I was happy that I got to spend some time with them.
0: Definitely. Now, one last thing before I let you go um, the definis- definition of success in combat sports everybody has a different definition, some people think it's belts. Uh, you have a lot of those. Uh, some people think it's money. Some people think it's legacy. What is it for you?
1: Uh, well, that's a that's a really good question, and and um, there's no right or wrong answer, which is which is a great one. But my big one, like I, I keep expressing, like I just said, then is is memories. You know what I mean, like uh, I, I love the ability and I love hanging around with people like like Sam Greco and Andy Colgrave and and Dan now and and, they, and sitting down and talking about old world stories and the times they've traveled and done this and traveled and done that. The memories that you can make with this sport are, are amazing and I, I want to be able to do that. I love the memories of talking about fights and fight trips and fight camps and preps and weight cuts and, and all that sort of stuff and uh, and sharing your knowledge with other people. I, that's my, my goal, going there and make some sensational memories.
0: All right. February 23rd, you're going to make some more memories. UFC on ESPN Plus 26, Auckland, New Zealand. Callan, thank you so much for the time and uh, good luck on the fight, man.
1: Sure. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll see you guys all in Auckland.